You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Dexterous dukes and duchesses of the digital den. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 136. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your verifiably vivacious va va voom vickers and vixens voracious for vocabulary and vuvuzelas. Wow. Oh, man. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. Before we start the show, I have this really interesting uh, listener email, and two episodes ago, we talked about safety, yeah. and mm-hmm. Colin, you dropped the truth bomb on lightning traveling through <laughs> yes. phone cords, yes. phone yeah. wires. Yep, up yeah. to your face. I've, I've quoted this to people, and they're like, yeah, we know. Or, oh, like, really? Yeah. <laughs> this happened. I'm from a place with lightning, yeah. Um, and here I have an email from Daniel, and Daniel says... I just listened to the safety episode and want to share with you that circa 1992, my sister was struck by lightning during a summer thunderstorm in Columbia, South Carolina. She was in our parents' kitchen talking on a corded kitchen phone. I arrived home shortly after it happened and found her unconscious on the floor of the kitchen. The receiver on the wall phone was next to her, dangling from its cord off the wall. Uh, she wasn't unconscious for very long at all and escaped without any injury. Oh, but she God. was a little foggy wow. and confused. 1992. That's like a that's like yeah. an Encyclopedia Brown mystery story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a lateral thinking puzzle. It's yeah. like you find your unconscious in the kitchen <laughs> floor. Like, uh, the yeah. phone receiver is on, on the ground. Yeah. There's no murder weapon. Yes or no <laughs> questions right. only. Yeah. 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 Was there dry ice? Is it dry? Uh, in there? I noticed yeah. the handset was warm Whoa. when I hung it back <laughs> up. <laughs> that's a lateral puzzle. It smelled like lightning. It smelled like. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, We're uh, glad she was okay. Not to make light of yes. this. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. We can laugh because. She's okay. She's yeah. safe. Um, and he says, since then, we don't ever talk on the phone during thunderstorms in my family, uh, which is pretty ridiculous since we all have wireless phones these days. It just <laughs> yeah. became part of a habit. Right. You won't find any of us showering during a thunderstorm either. Yes. Mm. So... Yeah, I mean, like, I've never heard of this until you mentioned it, Colin, but it seems like a lot of people have experience with it. As you say, like, we don't have a lot of crazy thunder and lightning storms out here in the Bay Area compared to, you know, living out in the plains somewhere. But, yeah, I mean, as I say, like, we had that family story. We used to laugh at my great-grandma, but no, she was right. She, yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty nuts. So uh, thank you, Daniel, for, for writing in. I'm so happy that you and your, your, well, your sister survived. Yes. All right, without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz! Hot Shot! I just want to say, Chris's baby is is in front of Chris. Like you He's are, on one of the Ergo baby. Yeah. You're like a kangaroo. Like it's a reverse baby backpack. Yes. <laughs> reverse yeah. baby yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm like a, yes, I'm just like a kangaroo. I feel yeah. like you have an advantage. You're cheating now on the Pop Quiz Hot Shot. There's, there's yeah, two brains. Yeah. There's two Chris's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see. We're adding buzzers. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to add some buzzers and some All right, you guys have your morning radio zoo buzzers. I have a Trivial Pursuit card. Here we go. Blue Wedge for Geography. What national capital is called, oh no, Krung Thep in its native language? (laughs) (laughs) They they set you up for that. Mm, Colin. Cambodia. What what national capital? Like oh, what? the city. Oh, 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 oh. 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 Uh, okay. Dana? Go ahead. 
Uh, Ho Chi Minh City? Incorrect. Not Vietnam. I don't think it's National Capital. It's Bangkok. Bangkok? It's Bangkok. I I thought it was Bangkok. I I didn't say that. Wait a minute. That sounds like Thai as well. It does. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it does. It does. It does. All right. Pink Wedge for our pop culture. What kind of legal agreement inspires the plot of the Coen Brothers movie Intolerable Cruelty? Oh. Uh, Colin? I, I think that's a, a, a prenuptial agreement, right? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, Prenup. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. Starring Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> nice and, accent. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice, nice <laughs> Welsh accent yeah. there. Oh, yeah, she is Welsh. Oh, huh? yeah, I think okay. she is. No, just, yeah, she is. Um, all right. Yellow Wedge, who wrote Industrial Society and Its Future, published under duress by the New York Times and Washington Post on September 19th, 1995? Published under duress under in duress. 1995. Industrial Society and, and Its Future. future. 1995. Oh, oh. Colin again. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, that's the Unabomber, right? Ted, yes. Ted Kaczynski. Oh. Yes, oh, it yeah. is. Ted Kaczynski. The work is more popularly known as the, the Unabomber, Unabomber Manifesto. Manifesto. Industrial Society and Its Future. Mm. All right. Purple Wedge. Tom Wolfe originally wrote The Bonfire of the Vanities for what magazine? Oh. oh uh, uh, Harper's. Incorrect. Oh, what is it? Is it? Uh, was it Esquire? Incorrect. The Atlantic. Incorrect. Uh, Chris again. Rolling Stone? Rolling Stone. Uh, It was published in 27 installments. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of a throwback. I remember the movie and I fell asleep as a kid. Yeah. I I, I think most people agree it was not a very good movie. Oh, okay. I just, I was like, what is this boring? Sorry if you were involved in making of that movie. (laughs) No. All righty then. Green, white for science. What software product was originally called Display, then Image Pro? Mm. Chris. Adobe Photoshop? Photoshop. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, all right, last last question, Orange Wedge. What video game hey. is recognized as a sport in Norway under the name Machine Dancing? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Chris. Uh, uh, Got to be Dance Dance Revolution. Correct. Okay. Dance uh, Dance okay. Revolution. Okay. That was so – it's still big. <laughs> recognized yeah. as a sport in Norway. Yes, it is uh, athletic. It's There's super athletic. athleticism. Yep. Good job, Brains. Oh, sorry. Quick announcement. I don't know if you guys know, but I know because I received text messages. Our former pub trivia teammate, Rob, from <gasps> oh. New York, uh-huh. our low trotter number one, yes. Yes. Uh, is going to become a pub quiz master. Yeah. 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 Go, Rob. Rob. In New That's York awesome. City. We don't know yeah. where yet, but... um. Yeah, he went to the. It, it actually, the 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 it takes years of training. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the pub quiz that they're running in New York is the same uh, company as the 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 company that runs our pub quiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so in fact, I ran into uh, Liam, who runs the the organization that runs our, our our quiz night, and he's like, "Yeah, so do you know Rob?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know Rob. I give him a good recommendation." Oh, yes, and that's how he got the job. <laughs> <laughs> I'll expect my kickback in yeah, the mail, right. Rob. No, he actually uh, had to. Go through tryouts. Yeah, uh-huh. like he had to yeah. audition, and yeah. he actually did have to deliver like round and read round three. And I was like, "That's so cool." He would be good at it. He's yeah. really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's very yeah. dry. So if you're in the New York area, you have to be able to look at the words and then say the right words yeah. after you look at the words. It's harder than it sounds. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. 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 We've had I mean, some. A lot of people have trouble with that. I yeah. can't even yeah. pronounce oh. some of the stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't oh, read those. Oh, baby. Noises. I know. It's so cute. It's okay. I know. Oh, so cute. 
Uh oh. Is he gonna puke on you? No, no, oh, no, no, oh, okay. no. Oh. He might. He might decide that he needs he's, to start eating or something. He's like, I want to be a. Quiz he's member. looking for a boob. <laughs> he is. He's, he's looking for a boob. He's like, where is it? Where let's, is let's it? Let's all pray he doesn't find one. <laughs> it's gonna be a little awkward. <laughs> where is? But the for boob? whom? Yeah. <laughs> but, What's a but for? For everybody. For him, he's like this. We, is we all Uh oh. Uh-oh. Well, we're gonna take a quick baby break, and we'll be right back all with your right. regularly scheduled podcast. Oh, friend, it's okay. Oh, so cute. Okay, honey bug. So today's episode, this week, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, since we're on a podcast. We, uh, are you recording this? Yes, it's, it's very meta. Uh, uh, we decided to do a topic on voice and, and, and speeches. Speech. Mm-hmm. And the power of voice. The power of voice. I have a cute little thing for you guys, but just, just you know, just to Not your baby. loosen us up. Yeah, okay. well, I got In the, addition yeah, to the can, baby. Yeah, you want to take them. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give each of you um, a little slip of paper uh, that's going to have three English language words written on it, okay. and uh, okay. I just want you to read them out loud. Um, just read them out loud, um, putting separation in between them at first, uh-huh. and then dis- then read them all out loud. Okay. All together. This, okay. All together, okay. and I'll, I'll let you know who I want to go first. All right. Sure. This is scary. Yeah, it's okay. Right. I, I think so we're going to say some bad words. You might know where this is. Yeah, you, you, it, I'm not tricking you into saying swear words. Don't <laughs> okay. worry. Yes. There no, I was there having there flashbacks no, no from right, sixth grade. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, here, Colin. Oh, there is. Don't look at it. Don't okay. look at okay. it until you're okay. Okay. Dana and Karen. So I want right. Dana, Colin, Karen. Okay. So again, read it, put some spaces in between, and then just read it all the way through. And then you do the same thing, you do the same thing. Okay. Rise up lights. Rise up lights. My bull fine. My bull fine. Good I might. Good I might. Oh! So you want to read them all fast again? Rise up lights. My bull fine. Good I might. You're all speaking Australian! (laughs) Wait, what are... Rise... Rise up lights. What's... You, you just said razor blades. Rise the way that some of our Australian listeners might have rise, rise up lights. lights. Oh, rise up lights. <laughs> My bull fine. My bull fine. My bull fine. Maybe fine. Mobile phone. Mobile phone. Oh. My bull fine. My bull fine. <laughs> and of course, Karen has said. Good I might. Yes. Good That's I very cute. Yeah. <laughs> these have been, these phrases have been kind of, you know, going around Reddit and the internet for a while. There was just a video where they captured some people's, uh, uh, reactions to, to saying these that, uh, that's getting passed around a little bit. That's Rise pretty of cute, blades. right? My Rise of blades. Rise yeah. of blades. And it's interesting. It's like, it's Rise kind of reminding us like, oh, we make all of the sounds that, you know, people who uh, speak with a different accent make, we just put them in different order and, you know, we, um, we use them for different words. But yeah. I had a, a friend and she was telling a story how she went to visit Australia and she was at a, a pho, a, you know, a noodle shop, you yeah. know, yeah. P-H-O, mm. you know, the Vietnamese style noodle shop. And she's, the, the, the menu was written in case you didn't know what this food was. Sure. So, you know, they're like, pho, and then in parentheses it says, pronounced like fur, F-U-R. Oh, yeah, And in her mind she's thinking like, fur, fur. fur. 
She's like, no, it's not. Yeah. But like, oh, Fuh. for an Australian speaker, uh, it's actually pretty close. Yeah, it's yeah. closer. Fuh. Fuh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that was good. That was good. I feel I feel like at least one tenth Australian now. <laughs> right. Well, we got wow. Tim Tams here too. That's true. Yes. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a quiz for you guys, a general grab bag. You know I like these grab bag quizzes of voice facts, vocal facts, speech facts, so please get your buzzers ready. All right. (laughs) As you guys likely know, vocal singing, completely unaccompanied by music, is called... Acapella. Acapella singing. Correct. But do any of you know what acapella means? Chris. In the chapel. In in the manner what? in the manner of the chapel. Right, that's right. right that's yeah. right. The cha- like... chapel style singing, right. basically. Yeah. Like Capella is chapel. Capella like, is chapel is in Italian. Choir sings in the chapel. Oh. They sing without. Yeah, without that's right. Aka awesome. Like yeah, like a lot of musical terms. Aka awesome. Yes, Italian. Like a lot of musical terms. Yes, right. And of course, an allusion to its yeah origins as church singing, religious singing. You know, just it feels more important without the all those fancy instruments there. We'll stick with singing here. Uh, what? And you guys can work together on this one. What are the four traditional voice types for male singers? Tenor. Tenor. Oh. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You guys can do it one at a time if you want. Baritone. Yeah. Bass. Um, Yep. You got three of them. uh, Alto. No. Right? No. Tenor. Tenor. Baritone. Bass. I believe counter tenor. Correct. Oh. Yes. From from lowest to highest. Higher than tenor. From lowest to highest. Bass. Bass. Baritone. Tenor. Tenor. Counter tenor, yes. Yeah. When when you're talking about boys, like boys choir, then they'll they'll have like alto or soprano. Higher, right? What they're right, yeah. right. There there are few enough, you know, what they call male sopranos yep. that they yep. call them male sopranos. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Guinness World Record for greatest number of characters voiced in an audio book. Okay, we may oh. have discussed this on the show oh, before. I'll give, I'll give it to you guys. It's Roy Dotrice okay. uh, for his reading of A Game of Thrones uh, by George R. R. Martin. Whoever guesses closest will be correct. How many, many characters? I know you guys have uh, all read these, seen the yeah, show. Yep. So think about it. Really think about it. Yeah. How many characters were voiced in A Game of Thrones? 126. Chris says 126. That That's a lot. 80. Yeah. Karen says 80. I'll say 50. 200 and oh my god! 224. Uh, every so stable 224. Yeah. Surveys. Yes. Right, yeah. Roy Dutrice. Yeah. My hat's off to you. Yeah. Did all of those people talk? <laughs> 224 people did. Yes. Wow. wow. Point of view character might be in some other room talking to five other people. Absolutely. You know, That's true. And, and that they time. interact with a great number of, you know, right. just think about everybody at, at, you know, up at Castle Black and yeah, the Night's Watch. The and, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah because sure. it's not, it's not an. It's not a narration because each chapter is a different character. Yep. So he mm-hmm. has to get into that character. Well, and all the characters they interact yeah. with, more importantly. I wonder yeah. how many of them are the same places. voice, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like guy stable. number six. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Jim Henson and Frank Oz yes. worked together for many years, of course. They famously voiced what two duos? Oh. Karen. Kermit and Piggy. Yes, Kermit mm-hmm. the Frog and Miss Piggy. What other famous duo did Jim Henson and Frank Oz voice? Dr. Bunsen Burner and his assistant Beaker? No. Dang. Oh, that's good. That's Bert a good Nernie. duo. Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. Oh. Okay. Bert and Ernie. Oh. 
Since the first Academy Awards ceremony in 1929, this will be another closest to answer. How many silent films? Oh, wow. Which is to say, very specifically, films with no voice or mm. speech in them mm. have won Best Picture. Ooh. Mm. Since 1929. First awards were How given many? out in 1929. Uh, I say 10. Yeah. Three. Six. Just one. Wow. Just, yes. I mean,. Talkies uh, was right around the same time. It was. That's right. So, As yeah. we know, the jazz singer was sort of the first full-length yep. sound talkie. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that was right around the same time they started giving out the Academy Awards. It was yeah. not the jazz singer. It was Wings, the very first movie to win Best Picture. Uh, oh. was, okay. was silent. That, yep. Everything since then. God, and that is such a good trivia thing. we got to remember that. So, one. Now, first one. so here's the thing to watch out for at Pub Quiz. You know, Some people might say, hey, but what about the artist? The artist won in uh, oh, yeah. not 100% silent. Silence. Yep. There yeah. are. They in, talked at the end. Yes, yes, and also there's some voices in uh, his dream sequence. Yes, mm-hmm. but you know they very pointedly kind of it has a lot of weight because it's silent for the rest of the movie. Yep. We'll stick with movies here and uh, TV as well. In the world of movies and TV, what is an under five? If you call a person, oh. that person's an under five. What is an under five? Oh. Dana. They say under five words. They, you're close. It, uh, and under five is an actor who has no more than five lines of dialogue. Okay. Oh, because this lines, is where the yeah. pay scale, this is the oh, breakup yeah. pay scale. If you, if you have more than five lines of dialogue and it's limited to 50 words, then you start getting paid more. The ability to throw one's voice is an old entertainment tradition, of course, also known as ventriloquism. Oh, what does ventriloquism literally mean in Latin? Ventriloquism. You can probably figure out at least half of it. Yeah, lo- lo- locatious is like talkative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Distance, so that's talking. the talking part. Like Vent, Vent, is like ventricle voice. Chamber? Oh, I like the way you guys are trying to break this yeah. down. It means belly talking. Belly, belly? talking. Venter. Venter is your, your stomach, your belly. Yeah. So stomach, stomach hmm. speaking, stomach talking. As if you're projecting it from a different part of your body. All right, last one here. And I'm sure this will be an easy one for you guys, because I'm sure you have all been taking our advice we give to listeners, studying the order of U.S. presidents. I'll oh. even give you oh. what president this is. So this will just be a softball for you guys. But, right. you know, you know, Thanks pl- for setting us up, pl- Colin. Play along yeah. and pretend. Uh, okay. He was the 19th president of the United States and was the first president to have a telephone in the White House. Oh, man. <laughs> 1879. Okay. Any guesses? Any guesses? Um, Grant? Oh, Madison? You're, you're close. You're yeah, close. It was Rutherford B. Hayes. Hayes. Oh. Hayes. You, you say hey on a telephone. Oh, I like oh. that. Hey. President Hayes. Hayes. President Hayes. There are some great anecdotes about him and the first phone in the White House. Uh, So first I learned that he he has been unfairly maligned by uh, no fewer than two presidents. Both Barack Obama and Ronald Reagan have told this anecdote of, you know, that when Rutherford B. Hayes first saw the telephone, he said, oh, that's a great invention, but who would ever want to use one? <laughs> and this is actually not true. Oh. He, was, he was a big technology proponent. He was fascinated that's by the telephone. Probably why he wanted one in the White House, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Good job, guys. The human speech in general is just fascinating, isn't it? The idea that we're able, using this weird combination of, like, our lungs and throat and <laughs> mm. teeth and 
tongue and stuff Flat, to flapping form. Me. Yeah, it like, is. It, it's like it's like you think it's like a machine, but really it's just like squishy stuff. Yep. Like, yeah. But to form these unique sounds that we then interpret as having meaning and all the different weird kind of stuff we can do. So. Over the years, inventors and crazy people have attempted to build <laughs> machines, you know, not that, that can replicate. <laughs> Lots of connections. Um, build machines that can reproduce the sound of human speech. And so, when you, I mean, now we have Siri, right? Um, which is which mm-hmm. is pretty dang good when you when you listen to Siri. Sounds pretty great. When you start looking into the history of of speech synthesis uh two machines keep coming up what is one is considered to be the first historically verifiable mechanical mm. speech synthesizer and then the first electronic oh, one, right mechanical oh yeah 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 so so the the search for the earliest machine that attempts to mimic human speech uh brings us to Wolfgang von Kempelen. <laughs> it already okay. sounds old. And it already sounds does old. Does anybody remember Wolfgang von Kempelen? Oh, we we actually how have spoke we about, about him. We spoke oh. about one of his oh, um a phonograph. Not the phonograph. The, that wax reel? Not the no. wax reel. No, it was this was this was a um was we talked about Turk? him on our hoax episode. Uh, Wolfgang von right. Kempelen was the creator of the Mechanical Turk, which oh. was the it was a machine uh, created in 1770 that purported to be a robot that played chess, but was actually yeah, it was a dude a, in it. It was a host. There, yes, there, yeah. there was a guy inside chess, controlling chess it. Now, it, this was still a very intricate and cool piece of machinery, right? I mean, you no know, doubt. You know, uh, yeah. you try building a box that a guy sits in and it controls a you know m- you know man that moves chess pieces yeah. around a board, and that guy's got to be able to tell where the chess pieces <laughs> yeah, are. That's I mean, true. You know, somebody, somebody just said challenge accepted. Right. Chris. Yeah. 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 So I mean he was a you know, he was a scam artist. Sure. But he was a smart scam artist. And so the the vocal apparatus, the speech synthesizing machine, this was real. Like okay. this was this works. Um you know, linguists understood like uh, vowels and consonants and like how sounds were made basically. Let me ask you this. What what is a vowel? What is the definition of a vowel? A vowel, it's anything that's unencumbered air through your passageways. Very nice. Wow. Yeah, very what? good. A vowel is this any sound you make without cutting off any part of the vocal oh, track. Oh, A-E-I-O-U. I didn't use, I didn't stop anything. Any consonant, like C, I have to stop it. T. P. And, and of course, they, they have all of the, de- you know, like labiodental, you know, when you put your teeth to right, your right. lips. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. <laughs> Fricatives. And- yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all, it's all classified by like, Oh, yeah, because if like, you use your lips and you close yeah. that close Or like a air. glottal stop, like when I say, like, like someone whose name is Martin, you know, and I just say Martin, Martin? Mr. Martin, I'm Martin. just like, close open my throat, right? Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. vowels, you don't stop. And so basically, People kind of started to realize, and certainly Von Kempelen thought, like, oh, okay, so what I need is just an air passageway and then a variety of different ways to stop the air that would simulate the consonants, uh-huh. and I could have a machine that you could control that would make Okay. Yeah. 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 Seems board, logical. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. So basically, the machine that he created looks like – it looks like a like a shoebox – with a bellows attached to it, like oh. the thing you'd use to yeah. blow air onto a fireplace. Yeah. yeah. So just Accordion. imagine that. 
and you put both your hands into this thing to manipulate the bellows with your like forearm, <laughs> like while you're working all these different like holes and levers and stuff. So like okay. you, it's like accordion. You, yeah. yeah. Yep, so you're pressing the bellows and you're holding your hand over a rubber opening that, like, is a mouth. And so, the, you know, depending on how open that is, it'll sound like A or O. Okay. Or U, you know, so there's your vowel sound. There's a reed that vibrates and that produces the sound okay. of, the, of the mouth. Sounds sort um, of bagpipe-like, yeah. maybe, in yep. some ways. Nostril holes that you had to cover unless you wanted a nasal sound. Oh, wow. Levers. It's like a fake face. Yeah. yeah. There's levers that let air escape in such a way that it makes sounds. And so if you just let it go, you get s- And if you voice it, you get z- You know, that's the difference between S and Z. Is is there a voice? S- right. What? Z- yeah. The-, the original machine uh, is in the Deutsche Museum in Munich. It's still there. Cool. Um, you can still mess around with it if you... you know, can if you? You're, if you you're can? Su- well, no, you can. You and I can. <laughs> like, experts in the oh, field of oh. antique musical instruments can, can get permission to do it. There is a replica um, that uh, somebody plays on uh, YouTube that's also oh. So I can play this for you. Yes. Yes. Please do. Um. (laughs) Wow. Oh, that's creepy. That is teacher from Snoopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that was the, that was the origin. That wow. was the origin. And other people would sort of jump on that, and there were more machines. There was one, there was a really freaky one. There's photographs of it. Bigger, it's more elaborate, but yeah, it lets you sort of play all these parts of the machine to try to produce speech. But the guy put a a, a like a wooden woman's head on the front of it, <laughs> so it's this big. It looks like a, a big sort of elaborate, you know, like um like a set of monkey bars or something, and then a woman's face on the front, <laughs> and then you can and you can make the mouth go up and down while you're saying Perfect. stuff. It's it's like Siri's great 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 grandmother, and also <laughs> horrifically freaky. <laughs> yeah. So now let's jump ahead to um, the uh, 1930s, the late 1930s, uh, when Bell Labs, uh, an inventor Mm -hmm. named Homer Dudley at Bell Labs, he debuted the voter at the 1939 World's World's Fair. Fair. Very good. Yeah, 1939 World's Fair in New York. Bell Labs and Homer Dudley debuted the voter for uh, voice operating demonstrator. It's it's helpful to think of it as like the second half of a text to speech, you know, computer. It didn't it didn't take text and turn it into speech, you know, but because it had to be operated by a human. It was actually very similar to what the the von Kempel in machine. It was just electronic instead of mechanical. Okay. So somebody had to put in commands to get the machine to make these sounds. It's like a simple keyboard. Yep. So um, the keyboard had 10 keys, and then there was a foot pedal, and the foot pedal would control intonation. Oh. And the 10 keys would just would, would control things like consonant sounds, hissing, mm. vowel sounds, mm. popping, you know, nasal sounds, and just you, you combined it all together. So here's, some, so here's some audio from a demonstration of the voter at the, at the I believe, at the World's Fair. Okay. Well, we've heard the voter make a word, and by combining words, of course, we get a sentence. For example, Helen, will you have the voters say, she saw me? She saw me. That sounded awfully flat. How about a little expression? Say the sentence in answer to these questions. Who saw you? She saw me. Whom did she see? She saw me. Well, did she see you or hear you? She saw me. 
Oh, actually, that's cool. The different intonation. Yeah, that's pretty good. Now, something you might have noticed, uh, you might have picked up during that sound clip, um, uh, the interesting thing about the voter, uh, the operators were all women. Women. Because he said, oh, Helen, could you make the voter say this? So what Mm -hmm. I I assume here is that, you know, at this point, you know, typing, right, typing letters and doing stenography and stuff like that was primarily a female uh, profession at this point. Um, And so that is who they kind of called upon, you know, to Mm -hmm. operate the voter because they they were bringing in, because, the you know, the keyboard was like using a stenography machine, basically. Mm. Um, And so they Mm -hmm. were calling on, you know, the, the absolute most talented like typists in the country to come and do this and it actually so helen there she had to train for a year wow to be able to use the machine that way oh i mean it's gotta be like learning an instrument like you say it's like it's yeah yep um because you just have to break the word down into all of its component parts and like you know hit the you know the right thing for the right consonant sound and then kind of like you know let go of that and go into the vowel and then do Hmm. the end of the word now here's something (laughs) that i noticed about you know listening to the audio there's even some like film clips of this demo too but listening to the way that they kind of constructed this whole demo there was something interesting that i that i noticed about the about the technology i'm gonna play you a clip of of uh, voter speaking again and i just want you to tell me what is voter saying in this clip okay i'll play it again i get your point okay your point is uh what is my point previous demos the person says what the voter is about to say right, to give you. everybody That's context right. and prime you, so you're expecting it. Absolutely. But when you just play it out of context, it's hard to get. Yeah, it I couldn't make it out. Yeah. He's saying, "Good afternoon, radio audience." Mm. Okay, so so Helen, why don't you have Voda say, say "Good afternoon, radio audience"? Yes, yeah, funny. Yeah, now you yeah. can hear it. Wonderful, yeah. voter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. yep, yep. <laughs> like also, notice world, how world totally. Show. I mean, it, you know, they actually did. They really do emphasize, like, um, you know, how difficult it was. Like, they auditioned hundreds of women, and they got down to like a just a tiny handful mm-hmm. of people who were talented enough to do this. But like, man, Helen, her yeah. contributions to history here were pretty were pretty serious. Seriously, yeah. like, you got to be talented to make it do all those things. Good job, girl. Yep. Wow. And of course, we you know we we had these same issues with the first recorded sounds. Also, like I played you guys um, that twinkle twinkle little, little star, star mm-hmm. you know, and he was like, mm-hmm. "What is what is this? <laughs> what, are, what is she saying?" All right, let's take a quick break. A word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage. All the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. You're listening to Good Job Brain. And this week, we're talking about voice and speech. 
Okay, so when I found out today's show was about speeches and voice, I was immediately like, we should uh, bone up on our speeches. They come up in trivia all the time. Oh, like, it's true. So, it's true. And we're not very good. I know. I know. <laughs> so I, I went to time.com and I was like, what are, what are the most, or what are the 10 most famous speeches? Mm-hmm. Like, if we... If okay. We, can't the ones do these. Really, yeah. Like have we, to know. we have to know. Not, not word for word, but know that they yeah. Yeah. can name them. Yeah. I'll tell you the most famous line from that speech, and you tell me who said it okay. and the name of their speech. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, All sure. right. Sure, sure, sure. Oh. All right. Buzzers up. These are top 10. I, we can't do that bad, mm-hmm. right? Top 10. The title of this speech is hard. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Everyone. John, John F. Kennedy. Kennedy. Man, I don't know the name of that speech. Yeah, but that's definitely JFK. Uh-huh. Um, this is from his inaugural address. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yes, Makes 1961. Sense. All right. It got the person right. That's good. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. <laughs> Everyone. Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln the, the Gettysburg, Gettysburg Address. Address. Yes. Do you know what year? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's four, four scores and seven, seven years, years. Right, after 1776. 87. 18. I like, I like your math approach. That's yeah. a good, I mean. 87 yeah. plus 76. What yeah. is right. That? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 1863. There we go. Okay. You would have gotten would that have done it? Okay, That would have answered it. Pen and paper. Nice. Yeah. All right. Wait, how much? Score is 20, right? Yeah. Score is 20. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Uh, uh, Patrick this, Henry? Yes. Yes. This is Who his, is that? He was a one of the... <laughs> kind of like uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Revolutionary. Revolutionary. Yeah. Right? He was 17. hanged, right? 1775, this was his give me liberty or give me death speech. Oh, that's what it's called? Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Some of these are kind of named yeah. after their famous lines. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Trick question. <laughs> Patrick Henry. All right. All right. They're going to get a little trickier. These right. are still pretty famous speeches, but they might not be speeches you've thought about since high school. Okay. So. Whether we turn to the declarations of the past or to the professions of the present, the conduct of the nation seems equally hideous and revolting. Mm. America is false to the past, false to the present, and solemnly binds herself to be false to the future. Mm. Wow. Somebody upset. Really upset. Is that uh, MLK? You're kind of on the right... Malcolm X. (laughs) So you're Mm. like 100 years too soon. Frederick Douglass? Yes. Oh! It's called The Hypocrisy of American Slavery. That one came up on a lot of speech lists. I looked around and I was like, oh, okay. All right. It was we the people, not we the white male citizens, nor yet we the male citizens, but we the whole people who formed the union. And we formed it not to give the blessings of liberty, but to secure them, not to the half of ourselves and to the half of our posterity, but to the whole people, women as well as men. Uh, ooh, can go both 50, ways. Yeah, I'll, go, go I'll say ways. Susan B. Anthony. Uh, I was going to say Susan B. Anthony. It's Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. The Suffragette Manifesto. You're so, no. women, women's <laughs> rights to the suffrage. Oh, okay. Okay. Suffrage yeah. is okay. the word. Yeah. Nice. You ask, what is our policy? I can say it's to wage war by sea, by land, by air, with all our might and with all our strength that God can give us, to wage war against a monstrous tyranny never surpassed in the dark. 
lamentable catalog of human crime. This is our policy. Uh, this FDR, like getting us You're into so close. World War yeah, II. Oh. Like the right era. It's oh. like, yeah, right era. Yeah. Winston Wilson. Churchill. Yes. Oh. Okay. yes. Getting Britain into World War II. Yes. Or, you know the name of this one? This is the blood, toil, tears, and sweat speech. Mm. Wow. Yeah. They're so dramatic. Yeah. They are. Mm-hmm. All right. Just a couple more. We have also come to this hollowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. Now is the time to make the real promises of democracy. <laughs> That's yes. got to be the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Yes. Uh, Do you know which speech? Was that was that the Washington uh, Monument speech? It uh, was, but that speech has a very specific name. Does it? I mean, well, that was no, I had a I dream. Had a dream? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, they never make you say that one in elementary school. You don't get to that part of the speech. <laughs> <Right>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. There is no moral issue. It is wrong, deadly wrong, to deny any of your fellow Americans the right to vote in this country. There is no issue of states' rights or national rights. There is only the struggle for human rights. I have not the slightest doubt what will be your answer. So getting people to vote? Yeah. Yeah. Not the slightest doubt what will be your answer. This could happen at any time, right? Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is this like around like Civil Rights Act? Mm-hmm. Is it so? Oh, yeah. Johnson? Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah. The American Promise, 1965. Yeah. Hmm. He had dogs. All right. Last one. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yes, Eagles. Yes, he, he did. Yeah. And he would lift them by the ears. Yeah. All right. Last one. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's uh, Ronald Reagan. Yes. Ron, Ronald, Ronnie Reagan. And what was, the name, what was the name of the speech? Was yeah. it just... This one would come up, I think. This yeah. one is uh, Remarks at the Brandenburg Gate. Ah. Uh, yes, because he was there. He was there. At, at the wall. He was yeah. this yeah. wall. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this, like, yeah. Yeah. Like this one right behind him. <laughs> yeah. 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 This wall. Yeah, 1987. Good job, you guys. Woo! Yeah. yeah, I'm motivated. Okay, guys, so I apologize for a uh, potential squeakiness that you might hear in the background. So when we talk about voice and speech, I think I I think I just watched this on on the Jimmy Fallon show uh, on the Tonight Show. He and Morgan Freeman he challenged Morgan Freeman to inhale a little bit of helium and narrate things <laughs> with Morgan Freeman's very stately yes. voice in helium. And okay, he was not very amused. And then it occurred to me that I've never, ever done the helium squeaky voice thing. I thought that was just a rite of childhood. No, I've never done it. It also perplexes me. Like, why does your voice become squeaky after helium? So I actually have helium balloons here. I'm going to try it for the first time. What should I say? What should I say? Something really dramatic. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's more fun if... You should do a Good Job Brain podcast introduction, you know? Yeah, read, do, read do the, today's... Read the alliteration. Yeah. 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 For the first time ever, Yes. Karen's voice on helium. As I... W- uh, no, Karen, no, you have no. to, like, you have to like, take a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah you, you have to, like, take a breath. You. We'll show you what it's like, and then you can do it. Hello, and welcome to Good Job Brain. I'm Chris, and uh, I'm here with Colin, Dana, and Karen, talking uh, crazy facts about the human voice. Wow! And oh, what happens so to it when you have helium? And oh, now back. you can see it going back to normal, basically, and we're pretty much back. Yeah. Yeah, it's still yeah. a little high. Still yeah. a little high. Karen's first helium. Yeah. So now, for yeah. reals. Yeah. More. A little more. 
Alright. Hello. Oh my god, I sound like a Oompa Loompa. <laughs> or not Oompa Loompa, the, the things from Wally Land. We are the Wow and then it's coming Munchkin, yeah. We are the na 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 Yeah. And then now it's no, oh, no, it's no, still no. a little bit high. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. still a little bit high. Yeah. Whoa, that's weird. <laughs> right? That is super weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, now everybody has to do it. I. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> a little higher now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds okay. so cute. Uh, As I walk through the valley, yeah, the yeah. Shadow of death. <laughs> Some coolio. Right. Right. Mr. Gor. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. Tear down this wall. Oh, oh you actually sound like a robot. Tiny Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. So why does helium make your? Are you? You're scared. Is your voice still high? No, no. I, I, I think it's back to normal. I'm stuck. What if it sticks this way? <laughs> yeah. um, why does helium make your voice sound funny? Why do you guys? Any... Oh, it, no, I mean I don't know. It does something to your Some vocal magic. cords. Something with your yeah. vocal cords. Um, actually, so here's the thing. Contrary to popular belief, helium does not do anything to your vocal cords. Oh, right. It does well, not, and it does not change. Even though it sounds high, yeah. technically, it is not changing the pitch. Yeah. So, how about mm-hmm. this? What we know about vocal cords, right? And, and so, air—it's—it's—it's it's, it's carbon dioxide passing through our vocal tract through our lungs. Right. Helium is lighter than air. It's yes. Lighter than carbon dioxide, so it must sound moves different through in a different way. Yeah. Exactly, and it's—it's mm-hmm. it's so weird to think that what voices sound like to us mm-hmm. is entirely dependent on the air quality. The the, the pressure, yeah. the temperature yeah. of of yep. the world. Yep. It doesn't change that much wherever you are in the world because you know our air, our atmosphere is probably comprised of the same kind of proportions. Maybe it'll change with temperature, not with huge, elevation. Not huge not variations. Not hugely. Your, all your squishy bits are still making the same exact movement. Right. It's how that frequency travels through the air. Yeah. yeah. It excites the air molecules more, and helium is one of the lightest, making the frequency higher, making you sound higher. Awesome. I absolutely, when I was a kid, there were grown-ups who, in the explanation they gave me, was, as you say, it was a common, oh, it it tightens up your vocal cords. So it was like, okay, it sounds plausible, but... There is no, we can't make any sound without air, and the air is the, you know, vital component of it. Of course, this goes the other way. If... You know, I, obviously, I don't have a heavier, but if you do breathe in heavier, which please don't, um, it will yeah. sound lower, right? Because your frequency is lower, mm-hmm. and so it'll sound more bassy uh, yeah. and less pitchy, even though your larynx and your vocal cords are doing the same exact movement. Yeah. So that that blows my mind. That it's not. It's not our voice, it's how we perceive voice. It's very kind of counterintuitive. It's always startling to be reminded how much of our perception depends, yeah, on the physics of the world around us. Sure. However, I have to say, you know, I, I guess I should have made this disclaimer in the beginning of, of my segment. Breathing helium, even though it was fun and you, you heard our funny voices, mm-hmm. could be very, very, very dangerous. And uh, this is because when you breathe in helium... You're basically not breathing. You're not breathing oxygen. oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you might deprive your body of oxygen. So if you take a really big hit, please don't. Like it's, it could be very dangerous. Actually, just this year, there are uh, several deaths involving with helium, like 
at parties mm-hmm. for oh, people really? breathing in helium. Right. Uh, but it's like, you don't want to see, Were they yeah. huffing it? It, it? No, it's to make to make funny sounds. No. Yeah. But oh, the, really? Uh, well, That's like, taking sad. a helium balloon and inhaling a little bit of it and making funny sounds for a few seconds, yeah. fine. But, like... Don't go getting a helium tank and like sucking no. in tons no, 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 and tons no, no, no. of helium, or even just hold, you know. or even just breathing a lot of the helium. Like we, you know, all four of us shared one balloon basically, and it right. was like little sips, and yeah. you, you could hear that our voices went back to normal very, very quickly. Yeah, with little kids wanting to sound funny, they would inhale a whole balloon, or right, more, right, right, like don't hold it in, and within seconds you're, you're, you're depriving out. yourself. Yeah. yeah, you pass out. Right. So here's the thing. Most of the deaths weren't necessarily asphyxiation. It was because they would pass out and they would fall and oh. hit their head on something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it is, I just want to say, it is dangerous. Uh, if you mm-hmm. do want to sound funny, if you're a kid, you're listening to this, you want to sound funny, you know, have an adult there. Parental and, supervision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ask your parents. That was pretty so fun. Cool. Like, I'm not going to yeah. lie. That was, yep. that was pretty fun and that was pretty weird. So did you, I'm curious, did you just never have the opportunity or you were always scared to try it? <sighs> I don't think I even knew it was a thing okay. until okay. I came to America. Mm. And also, it's like, where do so I go? in America. Like, where do I go yeah. where there's helium balloons all the time? Right. Not, mm. I mean, not a lot of places. Especially <laughs> well, once you know, you're an once adult. adult. Once you're an adult. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know a helium yeah. guy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So please, be careful. I feel like be that, careful. That be be, be helium smart. Be helium smart. Be helium smart. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh. The joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Colin, you want to bring it home? Bring it home. Yes, I will close this out here. Uh, so earlier in the quiz, you know, I had asked the question about Roy Detrice voicing the Game of Thrones characters. Yeah. I'd like to talk about one of those characters in particular, a wow. character who has quite a, quite a few lines, good number of lines, but only one word. <laughs> oh, Hodor. Are talking Hodor. About Hodor. Yes, we are talking about Hodor. In case you have never read or watched Game of Thrones, Hodor is the they describe him as the simple-minded stable boy. Right. He speaks one word. Like all of his communication is Hodor. Mm-hmm. Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. And yep. he can modulate it and he can give a different mm-hmm. intonation, but there's there's some point in the books where they're just like, "Wait, his name isn't Hodor?" He's like, "No, his name is Walder." <laughs> yes, um, but that's right. because all he could say was Hodor, we just started calling him Hodor. It's like, right. Oh, okay. He's a Pokemon. Um, Hodor's Hodor's condition is is real. This is yeah. this is not something made up just for the show. George R. R. Martin did not come up with this, and it's not even as rare as you might think. Hodor, if you were to diagnose him today, would be diagnosed with an extreme extreme case of expressive aphasia. <laughs> and you may have heard of aphasia before. Aphasia just generally as a family of disorders is is any kind of neurological impairment that interferes with your speech or your language. Hmm. Um, There are sort of two broad types of aphasia. You can have 
expressive aphasia, which means uh, you can't express yourself fluently. You can you can comprehend oftentimes just fine, but he can only answer Hodor. Uh, he he has low expression ability. The other type of aphasia would be receptive aphasia, meaning you can generate words perfectly fluently, but they may not make sense. Oh. You may not even be aware that what you're saying doesn't make sense. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, and you know, you can imagine that each kind of aphasia would be sort of frustrating in its own yeah. way. They say that about 20% of people with chronic aphasia, some type of aphasia, have what's called speech automatism. So speech automatism is basically a condition where you only have access to one sometimes or a limited set of stock phrases or words i am groot Groot would be an example of exactly speech automatism or or stereotypes type speech i want to play for you guys an example of a real life person who has essentially the same type Mm -hmm. of aphasia that hodor has all right uh this is a man being interviewed and his his hodor word is tono tono and this is an example of how, if you have to deal with this kind of aphasia, you learn to really express everything you can with this one, one word. word. Oh. So let me play this uh, short little interview. This is a clinical interview. And he uh, understands everything. Right. So again, mm-hmm. to be clear, his comprehension is, is virtually undamaged, mm-hmm. virtually fine. It's the expressive yep. part uh-huh. that is failing. However, we shall see how effective this patient is at manipulating his intonation of this utterance. Now tell me, why is it that you're moving, actually? Uh, tunnel, 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 tunnel. Huh. Amazing. It yeah. sounds like real. It is. It, it follows yeah. the prosody and the patterns of, I mean, what we would say, you know, Sentences, otherwise normal yeah. speech. Yeah. Right. And that's how he's expressing himself. And he, he, he knows that he's saying the yeah. same words. Not like he doesn't understand. Right. But mm-hmm. the way, you know, his neurological uh, condition is such that that's all he can express. Um, aphasia usually, you know, you'll see it a lot post stroke. Uh, or a traumatic brain injury. Uh, so it's, it's definitely tends to arise in a place where you've had some sort of injury. Damage, yeah, yeah, to the brain. Yes. So, Chris, as I think you uh, mentioned briefly, some of the most famous examples in fiction and the world around us of severe expressive <laughs> aphasia are Hodor and virtually every Pokemon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> every Pokemon oh! except for Meow. Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu. Meow. Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu. Yeah. Pikachu. Yeah. And every single Pokemon. <laughs> except for Meow. On Team Rocket. <laughs> yes. So although he's not typical uh, of a physics, Hodor is absolutely believable and absolutely that realistic. That is <sighs> cool. Yeah. It, it is amazing when you think of everything that has to go right for us to be able to produce and process speech. Yeah. Right. Now, when Bran's brain goes into his wolf's body, that's real too, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. fast. 100%. Oh. Yay! Yay! Start training. <laughs> Start, start picking a wolf. We'll talk more about it yeah. on, our, yeah. on our work episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on work on a work episode. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. And that is our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about speech, about helium, about vocoders and voters, and also Hodor. Hodor. Hodors. Hodors and Vodors. Hodors and Vodors. Wow, that's really hard to say. Of course, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. Thanks to our sponsor, lynda.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hodor. Hodor. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.